Elise DeLucci Show, episode 72. We're here on my apartment on the Upper East Side. How you doing? Oh, it's hot out there. I have to turn the air conditioner off, though, when I record this because I don't want you to hear an annoying buzz in the background. Fact of the day. Well, I have two facts of the day. But this one I thought was so funny because I never heard of it, and I work in tech. But uh, Google, obviously the search engine, do you know what it was going to be named before they named it Google? Backrub. Backrub. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. Why don't you just go look on backrub.com? There's like some sexual annotations with that. I, I think that would be weird. It would be, imagine the world's largest search search appliance on the web, Backrub. It, it, why don't we just call it Handjob? That's horrible. That's literally a horrible name. And Google is like the world's largest number. You know, not spelled how we spell it on the search engine. But this is all news to me. I literally had no idea. And the only reason why I looked it up is because I said to my daughter, she said something about money. And I said, how much money? And she said, a Google. I said, a Google? And she's like, yeah, ma- mommy, that's that's more money than anything in the whole entire world. And I, so, you know, and I'm like, really? And then, of course, I look online and that's the truth. And I was embarrassed because I should know that. And then I get into the deep web of insanity, searching at three in the morning, like uh, Google things, and I hear back rub, back rub. But the second fact, the second fact is, uh, is also so interesting to me. Do you know that the Native Americans, the Native Americans, they sold Manhattan. They sold Manhattan in the 1600s. They sold Manhattan and some beads and tricket, trinkets that they had lying around for guess how much? They sold the best city in the whole world for $16. If only they were able to see the future. You can't forget a whole city. You can't even get a square foot for $16. You know what? I can't get even an extra value meal at McDonald's for $16. But you sold the whole damn city. And let me tell you something. In this article, they talked about compound interest. That really what it was, that's really what the article was about. It was about compound interest. And if the Native Americans invested $16, this, the money that they sold Manhattan for in the 1600s, compound interest, do you know how much money they would have today? Do you know? Do you know? Let me, 400 years ago, 22, oh, not 20, $222 trillion. $222 trillion. It sounds crazy. It sounds crazy to me, but that but that's the case. Compound interest and selling Manhattan in the 1600s for, for $16. You know, this reminds me. I, uh, you know, when I, I'm always walking around the city, and I like when I see, you know, buildings or townhouses that have the national landmarks or the historical landmarks, whatever it is. You know, they have, like, usually a, a, a plate outside the building. And I always, you know, stop and look. And I stopped and look at, looked at a building a few weeks ago, um, and, you know, and then I Googled it, I don't know, it was from the late 1800s, and I started seeing these pictures of Manhattan from uh, the late 1800s, and if, if you're ever curious, you should look at them. It's like there was downtown, you know, like where the tenements were, Lower East Side, Wall Street area, Greenwich Village, but then uptown, it was completely farmland and, and, and deserted, so where I live on the Upper East Side, it, there was nothing here, nothing here. You know, and it's funny because you do see the occasional sort of um, carriage house, you know, uptown or, you know, house that just looks like it should be on in the south somewhere. 
and you like and and, and and you know all around it are the big glass skyscrapers and whatnot and you kind of like what the hell how did that happen but it's it's because you know hundreds of years ago somebody I guess I don't know they wanted to live outside of what they called the city they wanted to live uptown where there was the farmland and and, and grass and sheep grazing all over it sounds crazy but it's true <laughs> and they put up a little house and um and it stayed, and, it, and, and and you know, whoever now bought it and whatever. But it's so interesting. I had no idea. Um, I mean, of course I knew that the city built up over time. But it was it's hard for me to imagine, um, you know, dirt roads and, and, ho- and horses just, just roaming free, you know, in Midtown East sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of the South, I'm headed to Savannah, Georgia. So I'm headed to Savannah, Georgia this weekend. Not to perform, it's actually uh, one of my cousin's weddings, another cousin, uh, they their wedding, they rescheduled it a bunch of times. Um, hold on, let me take a sip. Mm. They they rescheduled a bunch of, a bunch of times, and it was supposed to be a cruise, but now uh, they settled on Savannah. And I've never been to Savannah. Have you been to Savannah? I've never been there. But all I know is the wedding's going to be great, but I mean, Savannah... In the summer, outside, I mean, I'm telling you, there better be air conditioning because I chafe so bad. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to bring baby powder, and I don't even have a dress. I, I, It's ridiculous. I ordered stuff online. It still didn't come. It's like, you know, a couple days before the wedding. Oh, what a disaster. What a disaster. But I am excited to go, and I definitely want to have... Um, you know, like some biscuits and fried chicken, you know, whatever they have there. And I know if you're like you're listening to this and you're from Georgia, you're like, is this girl so ignorant? I'm not ignorant. I just haven't been to Savannah. I've been to Atlanta plenty of times. And every time I go to Atlanta, everything is called peach tree. Do you know how confusing this is? Have you been to Atlanta? Are you from this area? Because every street you go on, make a right on peach tree, make a right on peach tree south, make a left on peach tree. It's like, really, who decided that that's a good way to, to lay out the city? So I just took a sip of this uh, new water I bought. I'm sure you've seen it or heard of it. It's called um, Essentia. Yeah, Essentia. I'm a marketer's dream, by the way. I am a marketer's dream. I am embarrassed to say this. Because I well, I am and I'm not. I don't, I, I tell myself I don't buy into all this bunch of bullshit. But then, you know, sometimes I really do. All these people are running around the city with these bottles of water, giant bottles of water, and uh, with this black label with like sort of a red, uh, red cross looking, you know, little cross plus sign, you know, red and white. And it's called, I mean, this is so ridiculous, Overachieving H2O. So I'm shopping in Costco on, on Instacart, though. I wasn't in the store. And they had a case of this water, Essentia water. And it was like, I don't know, 12 bottles of water. For twenty dollars, yeah, that's right. I could bu- get water for free out of my kitchen sink, but this was twelve bottles of water for twenty dollars, and it was this Essentia water. So I said, you know what? Let me let me try it. Let me see what the hype the hype is about. Okay. Apparently, this is you know one of these waters that has a, uh, I don't know, I, does it have that like added al- alkaline or is that even right? I don't even know. No, that's I think something they add in batteries. Some, it's some shit with the pH, okay? It's just some shit with the pH. So I'm like, I'm going to buy this water. And I'm going to see what the hype is about. This tastes like any other water <laughs> that I've ever had. And, you know, it's funny because, it's funny, you know, first of all, let me say, 
I don't even know why I bought this, and I feel like this is a sign of getting older. A sign of getting older is when you're like, oh, I'm going to try that new bottled water. It's like, that's just like when you're old and you're tired. Because you can't even be like, oh, I want to go try that new bottle of tequila. No, this is like, <laughs> let me go try the new, the new water. I, before this, I had bought Smart Water, a case of Smart Water, which also annoyed me because that's another, like, I feel like, you know, obnoxious brand. Like, they only sell Smart Water at SoulCycle. Like, what, you too good for Poland Spring SoulCycle? But uh, my boyfriend came over one day, and he's like, I don't like this water. I said, what do you mean? It, it, it's Smart Water. It's, it, it's like the designer. It's like the Gucci of waters. What do you mean? It cost me $16 for 16 bottles at Costco. He doesn't like it. You know what he tells me? He likes Fiji. Now, that to me is a disgusting water. I mean, and I can't even believe I'm saying this because it's ridiculous. Waters usually all taste the same to me. Dasani, Poland Spring, New York Tap. The only thing that tastes different in water, this Essentia, Smart Water. The two waters that taste different to me are the water in New Jersey and and, uh, Fiji water. You know, Fiji in the square bottle. I think you should do a water taste test. In fact, you know what? I'm going to do a water taste test at home. I'm going to do it with my boyfriend. He's not even going to know. I'm going to take some smart water. I'm going to pour it into a Fiji bottle. I'm going to let's see if this guy knows the difference, okay? Because he's ridiculous. But but I will I will say I don't like the Fiji water for whatever reason. It there has some a funny taste. I don't know if it's like a mineral taste, but but that's but that's my thought on 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 Essentia water. Do I think it's anything special except that it has a a, a chic a, a, a chic packaging of clear black, white, and red. Oh, I see this is what it says here. I'm looking at the sign. Essentia, overachieving H2, ionized hydration, 9.5 pH or higher, purified water, electrolytes for taste. You know what? I don't even know what this means. I mean, you might as well tell me there's a whole ton of shit MSG in there and I wouldn't even <laughs> know the difference. My God. But that's where I'm at these days. That's how I'm getting my kicks, if you were curious. The Delta variant. Oh, look at this. Work's blowing up my phone. Like, don't they know I'm doing a podcast? Don't blow up my phone. I mean, I re- I should put my phone on silent, but, you know, God forbid. When you have kids, you never get to put your phone on silent. What is that about? You just can't. Every time I put my phone on silent, I automatically have a guilty feeling. Like, what if the school calls me and tells me there's been a crazy emergency? I mean, you know, and then what? Oh, it was on silent because I didn't want the beeps to give me anxiety. The work beeps. Oh, here they go again. Anyway, so the Delta variant, Delta variant all over the place. I was just in a nail salon, and they said that um, that the... Um, you know, they were going to have to wear, New York City is saying that the kids, when they go back to school, New York City public schools, they're going to have to wear masks again. And, oh, my God. I, I You know what? I'm going to turn this shit off because these people, they're workaholics. They don't understand what it's like to live your life, baby. Anyway. Oh, man. I mean, my kids don't even know any different. When when my my, my youngest was three years old when this whole shit started. So she she just thinks masks is, is, the, is the way of life. But it makes me sad. I mean, these kids going to be a... Uh, in school again with masks. I hope that I hope that this whole thing goes a, goes away. I went to my office in Long Island. I, I think I told you I had an office in Long Island. I went to my office in Long Island the other day, and they 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 wanted us to meet in the boardroom. They had a, a meeting, and they said, "Oh, at least it's going to be in the boardroom. Why don't you join us?" I hope nobody from my job is listening to this because I like them and I like the company and the, you know the job's great. But I did not want to go into the boardroom. 
I'm not comfortable. So I said, do you mind if I dial in? And they didn't mind. I stayed at my desk. I dialed in the call on video, you know, the whole thing. But here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. In my world here in Manhattan, I'm still wearing the mask. I'm still very much in this thing. I can't walk a lot. In a lot of stores in the city, you still you need your mask. The stores require it. There's a sign outside the stores. Please wear your mask if you're going to come into our nail salon. So you got to do it. I got my eyebrows threaded the other day. There was a sign, and it says, wear your mask. I didn't wear my mask. I never mask. I walk in, no service. It's no. It used to be no shoes, no service, no shirt. Now it's no mask, no service. And on the buses and on the subway, the other day I walked to the bus, and I waited five minutes at the bus stop, and the bus driver, when it finally came, I wasn't thinking, would not let me on. I had to go back home and get the mask. <clears throat> And yes, I should have just kept a mask in my back pocket. The problem is that I ran out of some of the black, you know, medical masks. I got to reorder them. And I was being cheap. I'm like, why am I going to order another box of masks? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure this shit's going to be over, like, tomorrow. But no, I just placed another order for another 1,000 masks, making my life real happy. But... But my job, they, you know, my company, they didn't understand. They did not understand that I didn't want to be in a conference room with a thousand people uh, doing a, a meeting that I could easily do dialing in. Like, you don't need to see me that bad. I mean, I've gained, like, the COVID-19, like probably all of you. And, and we're all getting along just peachy on the uh, video calls. I wonder how it's going at your job. I mean, people are just acting. The thing is, is people, like I've been saying this, people, they're just acting like this uh, didn't happen. And it did happen. It is happening. And they're like, everything's going back to normal. We're back, we're back, we're back. Really? But what about everybody's mental health? What about that? One of my friends, he works for an institutional investment firm here in Manhattan. We've been friends since college. He's super smart guy. So down to earth. His company, they went back to the office last month. And, um... He has, he has a place in Manhattan, and he also has a small apartment out east, and um, or a small uh, house out east. He has a girlfriend. Unfortunately, for all you single girls out there, don't think I didn't think about you. He's Greek. Um, but anyway, he, he's just not going in. He's protesting. And the, comp- you know, the company, they need him. So it's a fine line. You know, some of us, we're walking right now because we need our jobs, we need our paychecks, but they also need us. But, you know, they're calling this the the great, uh, well, not the great recession, the great, I don't even know, some something where people are like leaving their jobs. I should know that before I mention it on the podcast, but, you know, whatever, we're friends, it's fine. <laughs> I was at Gotham Comedy Club a lot last week. Jerry Seinfeld was there four nights in a row. Oh my God, that's such a treat. Even if his humor wasn't for you, I like Jerry, he makes me laugh, but even if his humor wasn't for you, to go and see a man that has achieved that kind of success with his television shows and, and all of his writing and movies and specials, to go see him show up at a club on a weekday at 7 o'clock and do, you know, 20, 30-minute sets for free because he's just dropping in as a guest, you know, like it's just literally dropping in, just to work on his craft is so inspiring to me. I mean... It just goes to show you, in my opinion, how money doesn't buy happiness. This guy has all the money in the world and what he's getting paid on royalty checks and, you know, whatever for his shows and movies. But but, but what is he doing in his spare time? No, he's not in a yacht, on the yacht in the Mediterranean giving everybody the finger. No, he's in the clubs with all of the other working, struggling comics like myself 
grinding it out on stage. Now he gets a crazy applause. People jump out of their seats and they start singing and dancing. But it's such, it's such, it is just like the nicest thing to watch because one, he's hilarious. Two, I mean, you're, it is Jerry Seinfeld. But, but all of that aside, it's just watching somebody that loves what they do so much, so much that they're just coming up here just to work the craft and get better and come up with new jokes and it's just the love it's the love and I and I and I, I love getting to watch that so I went to the Friars Club also last week that was wonderful that was a wonderful experience I might become a friar we'll see that's uh, in the works but they had a, a caviar and vodka tasting and I went with a couple of my friends and let me tell you something caviar Nah, not for me. Do you like caviar? Do you like this? Fish row? Now look, I, oh, someone, one man took me on a date, okay? Now, he took me, he, I'll never forget this, a few years ago. He says, oh, I booked a beautiful restaurant, you know, blah, blah, wear something nice. And I'm thinking, how dare you insult me? Of course, I'm going to wear something gorgeous. But okay. So we get, we get to the place, the meeting place. I met him, you know, and we're in the city, so it's no one's picking me up at the house. I met him at the restaurant. I think, it, if I remember correctly, it was on Madison Avenue, second floor. And uh, it was called, I think, if I remember again correctly, Caviar Russe. And I didn't know what it was really, like, except once I saw the name. But it was a caviar restaurant. I didn't even know what to do in there. Like, I didn't, first of all, I don't, I love fish, but I'm not like, and I like sushi, but I'm not one of these sushi eaters that is a, I'm not a sophisticated sushi eater, and I am not afraid to say that. I don't sit down and like, let me have the fish of the day. Let me get that orange uni. Oh my God, I love that umami taste in my mouth. That's not me. I And I, and I own it. And I own it. And you know, when they, when, when they put the row on top of the rolls, I wish it didn't even come. Save your money. At least for my order. So I'm on this date. And this guy, and he's, you know, ordering caviar. And, um, you know, when you're supposed to eat it, like, slow and, and drink vodka with it. I, first of all, I was drunk in, like, 10 minutes, okay? And second of all, I was starving because all I had was tiny, unhatched fish babies on, you know, freaking crackers or maybe on, like, a piece of endive. It was, it was not my kind of night out. But we went to the caviar tasting, and I was, you know, I had a conversation. I'm like, when was caviar even invented? Like, who says, who came up with the idea of, you know what, let's gut the fish, take out the babies, smear it on a cracker, and eat it? <laughs> In 1240, year 1240, the, uh, the, 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 the monarch of Mongol, Batu Khan, that's why I read Batu Khan. Who the hell knows who he is? But that's that's when caviar first hit the scene. He um he was uh he was the commander in chief of the Mongolian Empire, and and he's the guy he 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 was responsible in that time for invading Europe. And you know what else? I guess he was responsible for caviar, or at least introducing it to to the rest of the world. And you know, you know, it's from the Caspian Sea, Russia, you know. Kazakhstan, whatever. It's a big, 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 huge deal to these people and to lots of people. At the caviar tasting at the Friars Club, they had a black caviar, and, which I think is the, the best, the finest. And then they had a orange caviar, which was sm uh, larger and more round. And I had both. The black was very salty and um, 
but it tastes and you know it tasted fresh. But but the the orange was a more pleasant taste because it because I, I didn't even I couldn't really tell what I was eating, so I was fine with the the almost the blandness of the orange um, caviar beads. <laughs> I took a picture and I, I sent it to one of my friends. She's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm, 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 I'm doing what they're doing. I'm eating caviar on a slice of cucumber and I'm pretending to like it. That's exactly what I'm doing. I was, uh, I was in the store the other day and this girl was talking about Depop, this app Depop. She was like, oh yeah, you could buy it on my Depop. And this is when I felt old. This is when I felt old because I had no idea what the F Depop is. So you should download it, Depop, D-E-P-O-P, if you don't know it. It's an online marketplace um, that lets people, you know, buy and sell clothes remotely. So you could be a store and you could sell your stuff on Depop. You could have some shit in your house. You want to sell an old pair of Nikes, you could sell it on Depop. And it has, apparently, the whole thing with the app is that it has a lot of flexibility. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I downloaded the app. I was looking for a feel of velour jacket. I know, very specific. I didn't know if they had, I don't know if it was used, new. I didn't know, but I wanted to see if they had any because the, the, it's slim pickings in the women's area of the feel of website in terms of velour. And I, um, and I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't believe they actually, they had actually quite a few items like once I typed it in, but they were all used. And I, so I don't know if it's like a more fresh eBay for Gen Z. That's that's what it seems to be. And when I really was like, what the hell is Depop? I should use this because I work in that world. I saw Etsy acquired Depop. Okay. For wait, brace yourself. $1.6 billion. So basically what I'm telling you is that a, probably a couple kids in a garage created a uh, eBay Lite app for their peers kept this shit running, got mass adoption, and then Etsy turns around and buys that for $1.6 billion. That must be nice. Must be nice. That kid's like going home. Ma, you know what? I'm going to move out. Yep, you know, I saw, you know that little project I was working on that you never understood? That project that you always told me I was crazy and like get out of the basement. Well, yeah, oh, now we're billionaires now, Ma. How'd you like that? Yeah. Depop, Depop. When I was at the Friars Club, one of the uh, guys there, he was older. He was in his um, late 70s. He was so cute, though. He was a Broadway producer, and I loved talking to him. And he was telling me how he had a date at Swing 46, uh, Swing 46 the following night. And I didn't even know they were open, but that's a, a nightclub in the city, dance, dancing. And and if you want to go to Swing 46, you 100% should check it out when you're here. I, I actually haven't been... Um, I did go actually one time. I went when I went through a, a period of going to like that those kind of places. I did. I was going to this other place like Iguana. They had like salsa dancing at night. That was in Midtown West. I, I had a whole face. I had a whole face. I um. You're never gonna believe this. I feel like I'm losing my eyesight. Is that not the craziest thing? One day I woke up and everything on my phone and when I was reading the newspaper was blurry. I could see, I, I wear contacts and glasses and I could, and I use them, I, I'm nearsighted so I can't see things super far away. But the other day I woke up and I looked down and literally the paper that I was reading was blurry. The only thing that helped it was when I took off my eyeglasses that I had on. When I take off my eyeglasses and my contacts, everything became so blurry and I said to myself, well, that's a sign of getting older.
Sure is. So I was watching the uh, Mary J. Blige documentary. So good. I recommend it. I didn't want to finish the whole thing. It's on pause because, you know, as a mother, like, God forbid you finish a whole 80-minute movie in one sitting. You know, who needs this? Who's who's screaming? Who wants to sleep in your bed? Like, but um, it's on it's on Netflix or Amazon. I think it's on Amazon. It's so good. It talks about, like, you know, how she got into the music industry and, you know, at 19, she, you know, she grew up in the projects at 19, yada, yada. Uh, so like a friend of a friend introduced her to somebody. And it's, it's again, one of those inspiring stories. Like, you're just rooting for her, the whole thing. It's really good. I uh, I recommend that. And I also watched another good movie uh, on the weekend, which I, I've never seen, The Accountant with Ben Affleck. Have you seen this? It's uh, it's like a thriller. You know, he's like Ben Affleck plays this mathematical savant. And, um, and you know, he's basically... Uh, also, like, gets involved in, uh, his clients are very shady. So whether they're white-collar criminal clients or mafia or drug lords, and it's all, I don't want to ruin it, but it's all about um, him as the accountant for, for these for these shifty, uh, for these, these shifty companies. So that's pretty much it in terms of my entertainment this past week and what I've been doing. I was at, I feel like I was at the club every night. You know, obviously my daughters were with their father. Um, yeah, and then just watching TV and just decompressing. I, uh, I, I do want to say, though, product of the week, I was at the, uh, when I was at the spa at the Ritz-Carlton in Florida, remember that? They had the most amazing spray in the shower. I know this sounds crazy. Like like the shower at the spa. But you know, I did the sauna, the massage, the sauna. And I wanted to take a shower to rinse off all the oil and all the gook. And when I was in the shower, they had this 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 spray. And um, it was amazing. You need to try it. It's, the brand is Europe. I just went in my, literally, I just paused this to go in my bathroom and see what the thing is. Because I wrote it down. I'm like, spa spray. But it's, um, it's the brand is European Spa Source. That's the website, europeanspasource.com. And the spray, it's called the Shower Spa Mist. Eucal, in in the, the scent is eucalyptus, eucalyptus. All you do is in the shower, you spray like one or two sprays, and, you know, the eucalyptus steams up. It literally, you feel like you're in a spa. Every time, so of course, well, let me say, I bought it, and it was $34, and it was expensive, and I didn't give a shit. I was like, this is great. I go in the shower, and then I come back, and I feel rested and, and fabulous. In the, in the cart, it goes. Um... And every, I, seriously, I had the worst day the other day. I was so tired. Every, just, everything was just going wrong. And I went in the shower and I sprayed this thing. And I had this. I was standing in a beautiful puff of eucalyptus. And I couldn't believe my luck. Thanks to the shower spray, I felt renewed. My daughter came in this bathroom and she said, Mommy, what is that smell? And I said to her, oh, it's just something Mommy used. And she's like, oh, I love it. So I, so I recommend it. The European, um, what is it again? European Spa Source Shower Mist. Quote of the day, quote of the day by Sigmund Freud. Before you diagnose yourself with depression or low self-esteem, first make sure you're not surrounded by assholes. By Dr. Freud. I love that. I love that quote. Anyway, as always, thank you for listening to the Elise DeLucci Show. I hope next week when we talk, we'll have lots to talk about and hopefully some show dates. I'll tell you all about my trip to Savannah and I don't know what's going on in the wonderful world of a stand-up comic. I hope you guys have a great week and I look forward to talking to you soon.